0: We are thrilled you are here today, and we're excited about our conversation every week, every episode uh, on this podcast, every conversation we have is geared to do one thing, to encourage and equip you in the local church, be disciples that make disciples, and and that's why we're excited you're here, because we believe today's conversation is going to be real, it's going to be practical, but really it's something that's needed for all of us, Uh, and so I'm excited you're here, and we're going to get straight to the conversation between Annie and I today. Mark, uh, thank you for
1: having me on the podcast. <laughs> that's right, uh, that's week. right. No, we're we're so glad that each of you uh, watch and listen, and you encourage us as much as we want to encourage you. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you've been around those people that you go to minister to them, or you go to uh, encourage them, and they encourage you, but we get feedback, and, and we're thankful for the encouragement that you guys provide us, and we wanted to just uh, take some time to be uh, honest and, yeah. and vulnerable, and share some things today that we felt like would be encouraging, maybe a little challenging, but also uh, encouraging to you. Not just in leading in the local church, but
0: in life. In and life, in that's so, right. That's right. I mean, we're when we're recording this, it's February, and if you're like us, and if you're like most people, this is the time of year where your New Year's resolutions have died. I mean, they're dead or dying, and so it's common. Yeah. Andy, at this yeah. point, to be dealing with discouragement.
1: Yeah, a lot of people uh, have gotten to Leviticus in their Bible reading, and that <laughs> has just, you know, gone out the window. So, uh, uh, we don't do well with resolutions. No. Uh, our commitment to, you know, lose weight or get in shape or, or learn a new skill, whatever. Sometimes we get started and we just lose momentum and we quit. Yeah,
0: often because we... we experience failure or disappointment or, you know, not doing, not basically the expectations, you know, that we had are not meeting reality and the reality is not meeting those expectations, but that is not just the news resolutions. That is in life, certainly in ministry. And so maybe you're a, a pastor, maybe you're a staff member, maybe you're a volunteer or a leader in your church and you've experienced that very thing, maybe not with resolutions, but something happening that hmm. is not good and disappointment, letdown, betrayal, discouragement, all of those things are common in life and in ministry. And so I guess the question, really I'm gonna be asking Andy most of the questions today is you know, how do we deal with that? And, and so without going into great detail, Andy is currently experiencing that right now. Uh, we've talked about in a previous episode, Andy's uh, going through a transition in ministry and, and he's certainly dealing with disappointment, things that have happened that he didn't plan, that he didn't want. And uh, so he is living what we're talking about today, and and that's really what we do on this podcast all the time. We talk about what we're living. If you haven't figured that out by now, but so I'll ask you, Mark how how do you deal with the disappointment of putting up with me? (laughs) That's easy, right? That's easy. Uh, I feel like uh, you know, I feel I feel guilty sometimes because um, disappointment for Andy is a benefit for me because I get to hang (laughs) out with Andy more. But uh, and uh, so so that's the question I've got for you, Andy is um, what are some ways that we can deal with this kind of discouragement and letdown disappointment without going negative, without going bitter, without, you know, going scorched earth, because that's our, let's be honest, that's our tendency. We want to do that. What are ways to biblically and, and, you know, in a godly way handle this disappointment?
1: Well, I've heard it said, you know, you get to the point where uh, uh, eventually I'll say it enough and I'll say, I've always said, but I've <laughs> heard right. it said, that uh, disappointment often comes when reality and expectations collide. Mm -hmm. And many times we have uh, these expectations, whether it be for marriage or ministry or something in general. And when reality comes crashing in, disappointment happens. Uh, We get disappointed because our plans didn't happen the way or in, in the time that we wanted them to happen. And this is something every single one of us deal with is disappointment. And many times we can deal with disappointment by being hurt or being angry or being confused. I mean, we go through all this. We run the gamut of emotions, basically, when we're disappointed. And and it can be, you know, disappointment. They didn't get my order right at the (laughs) drive-thru. Or it can be disappointment, you know, uh, my spouse has let me down. Or my, my church has let me down. Or my kid has let me down. I mean, it can be something huge. And all of us deal with this. None of us are immune to experience in disappointment. And like you mentioned, recently, we've gone through some some changes and and struggling through that uh, in a good way, trying to, to come out on the other side of that and steward uh, this opportunity well, to, to learn from it, to help others uh, who might experience the same thing as well. And, you know, there are a few things that I've learned and I'm still learning, still learning. It's not that I've got it all figured out, but uh, dealing with reality and expectations that have collided in, in my life, uh, one of the greatest things I can I can tell you to, to really think about is this, uh, to be on the same page with your spouse. Mm. Uh, because sometimes things happen to us, and instead of letting our spouse in, we kind of have this inner wall we keep up with everybody, including our spouse. We don't let them really in to to what's going on with us. And I think you need to be vulnerable and you need to be honest with your wife, guys, uh, ladies, with your husband. You need to be honest. Tell them how you feel, tell them the hurt that you've experienced. And, And that's not a griping session. I don't mean it that way, but I mean, tell them really what's going on so that they don't have to guess so that they can know how to help you and minister to you and encourage you and even challenge you. Because sometimes when we go through things like that, and we, we tell our spouse, it's a not only a moment for them to listen, but it may be an opportunity for them to to say, "All right, I see you going through this, but you need to do this. I need to push you just a little bit because I love you." Sure. Or it may be, "I just need to encourage you and help you during this time." So, uh, my wife has been a, an absolute blessing uh, through through our years of marriage, uh, the ups and the downs, uh, and and when we've experienced hurt and disappointment and she's the first person besides Jesus that I talk to. And and she's great. She is my greatest encourager and man, she can be a really harsh critic at the same time, (laughs) but she's always loving and honest. And I'm thankful for that. So always be open and honest and and vulnerable, vulnerable to your spouse.
0: I think that's fantastic uh, advice. Uh, And, you know, having been through hurt and disappointment in my life, many times, especially in ministry, What I found is that is so true because sometimes when you experience that, it may not be true that it's you against the world, but it feels that way. And when you have a partner in your spouse who's there with you, Mm -hmm. those days that seem impossible to take a step all of a sudden become possible because you've got somebody there with you in yeah. the trenches. And I think your spouse being in the trenches with you is so important. That's yeah. vital.
1: Having somebody in your corner, that's just yeah.
0: invaluable. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Another thing I want encourage you to think about is not to go second grade Sunday school or here or anything, but, uh, but just stating the obvious, and that is trusting God, mm. trusting his plan, trusting his timing. I mean, you can look at the life of Joseph and see, you know, hey, what was meant, against him for evil, God used for good, yeah. uh, but you can also use the fact that we made mistakes, That's right. uh, what, what we try to get ahead of God and do, and and things that, that, that we plan or, or things that we think are right, uh, maybe are not right, or maybe are not right at that time, mm-hmm. so we just really have to trust in God's p- ultimate plan and his timing, because he knows things that we don't know. His ways right. are higher than our ways, and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts, so uh, just stating the obvious. And that yep. is just trusting in God's sovereign uh, plan, that he has the providence to take care of us, that he has the the, the grace to provide for us and and just thank him for that. Yep. You know, have this attitude of gratitude to mm. trust in
0: his, his plan. It's so true. And I think the older I get, Andy, the more I realize that. And maybe it's because I, I've seen God work through situations that uh, I didn't trust him as much in and you know we've been going through the book of genesis here at our church and and talking about that it seems like that idea keeps coming up over and over uh, because you know the characters in genesis are imperfect and they do stupid stuff just like we do and they try to get ahead of god right um you know like trying to have babies with people that they shouldn't <laughs> be having babies with to try to believe it or not accomplish god's promise and that's crazy but that's what we do hmm. and uh, i think it's such a good reminder that God's plan is better than ours, and it, it may—it it certainly is different than ours. Um, obviously, when you've experienced disappointment, and hurt, and this—you know—discouragement, then it's usually because your plans aren't being accomplished. But God's plans are better. Sometimes they're more painful. Absolutely. Sometimes they're longer, and and uh, you know, not what we expect, but they're always better because exactly what you said in God's providence you know, he's sovereign. He sees the whole picture. I tell people this all the time, you know, it's like we have a snapshot picture of life and we can see at best, you know, maybe a year ago and maybe a month or two or three, if we're really good, six months ahead. And that's that's what we got. God's got the helicopter view, right? He sees the whole thing. And uh, why why would we want to trust our plan better than his when he sees it all and his plan at all. So yeah, that's a great, great reminder that we all need to hear.
1: Yeah. And there's that balance along with trusting God and his plan is us doing our part. And, you know, sometimes we uh, go over in the corner and and crawl up into the fetal position (laughs) and just throw a pity party and think, woe is me, you know, God, I need you to, you know, do all these things. And sure, it sounds great that we want God to act on our behalf and you know, we, we want to look up on the mountainside and see the the invisible armies, the chariots of fire and that kind of thing. Right. I mean, sure, sure, God is for us, but at the same time, God is asking something of us. So in the midst of trusting him, there is action involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, faith in, involves obedience. So maybe there's something in this season that God's calling you to, to not only learn, but to do. And uh, in, in this season, he's wanted, wanting to stretch you and grow you, uh, not only to, to learn from the disappointment, to, to get past bitterness or get past hurt or get past anxiety or whatever, but to to do something. And it may very well be that God has brought you to this position, like you mentioned, to make you uncomfortable yeah. so that you realize, hey, I haven't finished this task that maybe that God Mm. called me to. So maybe my, my partial disobedience is kind of holding me up from what God wants to show me or wants to do in and through me next. So uh, do what you know you're supposed to do. And sometimes we don't know what, what that is. So just be faithful day by day. That's right. And trust God. Like I mentioned earlier, uh, in doing what you're supposed to do, being faithful and obedient for, for his grace to take care of and, and to do what you can't do. You know, we're limited in our knowledge of what God is doing. We're also limited in our strength and our time and all of it. God's unlimited. Nothing's right. impossible with God. So trust not only in his plan, but also trust that when you are doing what you're supposed to be doing, that he's going to do far more above exceedingly
0: um, what we could ask or imagine. That's right. Again, I I keep going back to Genesis, but uh, I I read this um, this week and it's just kind of on the top of my brain with what you were just talking about. You know, God had a plan and obviously he was orchestrating the line uh, of Abraham all the way to Jesus. But I, I read, I think this morning that Isaac was married um to rebecca and she was barren and so isaac prayed to the lord Mm -hmm. and the lord opened rebecca's womb and they had children now they were going to have children all all along because that was god's plan. but he waited for isaac to get to a point where he said i'm trusting you god and i want you to do this isaac needed to pray in order for god to do that god could have done without that right but there are parts in steps that we need to take in order for God to do what he's planned to do all along. And sometimes he does. He waits on us to, to do something, to finish something, to do what we said we would do. And uh, I think that's a, a powerful lesson. And quite honestly, maybe a two by four up uh, upside my head that I needed to hear.
1: Well, one of the uh, big things that I've learned, not only recently, but uh, through not having this in my life and being made more made more aware of it now is that is the presence of good godly friends mm. uh we were just in a group text a while ago with some pastors and, and great friends that we love just commenting on not only how we can pray for each other but thankful that we do pray for each other yeah. uh, find some people outside of your spouse that are the same gender as you uh men find men women find women that you can share your heart with that you can not only be vulnerable and honest with them, but they have permission to speak truth into your life as well. That has been huge. Uh, Having gone through things in the past, uh, hurt, disappointment, you know, challenges, those kind of things and not having that versus going through great seasons in life where you do have that. Mm -hmm. uh, It's a huge, huge difference. I mean, I'm thankful for Mark. I'm so thankful for his, his friendship and, uh, the fact that we finish each other's sandwiches, send sentences. Yeah, that's what we're looking for. But uh, uh, but also for the the great network of like minded brothers and pastors that we have in our life. I mean, we we can't thank God enough. We we talk to those guys mm-hmm. several times uh, a week, sometimes several times a day during yeah, the week. Right. But I'm so grateful for their friendship,
0: encouragement, uh, and and I don't know what I would do without that. Yeah. So and look honestly sometimes these conversations are, are totally uh made up of gifts you know going back and forth over text and yeah gifs I, not gift yeah, so just GIF so you know. GIFs, gifs or yeah. you know depending on. gifts are the
1: gifts that keep on living. that's right they are
0: all year long yeah. clark uh but i think there's there's value in having a group of friends that obviously you can talk to pray for but that you can laugh with yes that you can be yourself with mm-hmm. um because you know we should really never put on a mask, even in ministry. But if we're honest, we at least feel like we have to be on mm-hmm. at different times. And so to be able to just kind of let your hair down and be who, you know, you are with this group of trusted friends, I think that's so important. And that's that's really been a huge value in this friend group we're talking about um, that, that we enjoy that just love one another and uh, are honest with one another and are there for each other. That's so valuable. And it's amazing. Uh, one of you can be in
1: a completely different season of life and ministry than somebody else. Somebody may be experiencing those mountaintops. You know, God is blessing. God is doing huge things in your life and your family and your ministry. And somebody may be just in the in the pit of despair. That's usually and, the way it is. And, and God uses that to balance you out, to humble you uh, when you're in those moments where you're not becoming so dependent on yourself or thinking, hey, I did this but at the same time to encourage you where you're yeah. thinking, you know, I'm not alone in this. That's right. So, uh, so thankful for that. And, and kind of hand in hand with that, one of the things I'm thankful for is licensed professional counselors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if we've talked about this much other than we've had Michael Bozeman uh, on our uh, podcast before, but thanks to our relationship with uh, uh, Pathways Professional Counseling through the Alabama Baptist uh, Children's Home, uh, I've been provided an opportunity to receive counseling, and man, that has been huge, and for pastors who are the general counsel for so many people, yeah. for us to 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 understand there is an untapped resource there for many of us, and it may be that you're not in Alabama, but maybe you have some opportunity to reach out and get some Christian counseling, but I, I, I like to think they're professionals for a reason, That's and right. they can bring insight into your life. They can bring uh, uh, healthy habits, uh, in front of you to, to to prevent things from happening, but also, uh, mechanisms to help you, uh, from God's word to cope with and, and, and deal with things. So that has been huge. And I don't want anybody to ever think that you're, you're, you're too prideful or you're too scared to, to get counseling, because I think those two things, especially for men, especially for pastors, we think, all right, I'm a minister. I don't need that. Or if I get that, who's going to find out that I'm getting counseling yeah. and what are they going to think of me? They're going to think I'm this, I'm a sham. I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not able to do what God's called me to do because I'm getting counseling. Well, that is absolutely not the truth. Uh, we need to put pride aside and and deal with our fear and and address the things that we need to address. But counseling has been helpful for me. And, and I know we've talked about this before, right. both of us. Uh, I mean, I can't encourage enough.
0: To, to seek out that professional counseling that is very, very helpful. Absolutely. Pathways is not a sponsor for this episode, but we're going to put a link. Yes. If you're anywhere around Alabama, it's an incredible resource. And I, I've said this for a long time. You know, I've I've had a, a therapist and a, a counselor through Pathways for years and years. And it, it's been so vital because the reality is you can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. And there are times when we fail. There are times when we don't have a clue what to do next and not that your, your therapist or counselor is going to be able to give you all the answers, but they're going to be able to ask you those questions that you've been ignoring, that you have been avoiding, that others may not see in your life. Uh, it's so valuable and healthy and it's biblical. I mean, look through the Bible. There are counselors everywhere. Look, look at Moses, yes. right? His father-in-law was basically providing him counsel. when he said, you can't do that, man. And so we need those people who, mm. who are honest and speak truth in our lives. And it is biblical. And, uh, I am with Andy. I cannot encourage you strongly enough to seek that. It, it doesn't make you any less. It doesn't make you any, uh, any less valuable or important or successful or whatever, it, it, it makes you more honest, quite honestly, and, and uh, it makes you healthier. And so I'd encourage that.
1: Yeah, all of those things, I think that we've talked about so far today, you know, involving your spouse and being honest with them, uh, remembering God's plan and God's timing, doing what you're supposed to do, doing your part having friends that are helpful, getting counseling, like all of those things kind of revolve around understanding God's plan for your life. And and I don't mean like uh, just some vague Jeremiah 29, 11 uh, misinterpretation (laughs) and misapplication (laughs) of scripture here. I'm just talking about how God has wired you and equipped you with your experiences and your personality and your gifting. What has God called you to do? Because you have to keep that in mind. That's right. And not only are you thinking about God's plan and God's timing, but you're thinking about specifically, all right, how is God not only using this experience to shape me for the future, but how is how is he wanting to work in and through me? Uh, you know, going back to your calling, if you're leading in a local church... God called you, not as just a minister of the gospel, but he called you in a certain community or a certain context or with certain passions and desires to do things. And one of the things we talked about, this has been a refining time for me to be reminded of how I want to to serve the local church and help other pastors and church leaders uh, who have gone through either some of the things, uh, good things or bad things I've experienced, or prepare them to, to be better at at what they're doing in leading in the local church, but just remembering what God has called you to do and remembering at the same time that, uh, as I think we've talked about this before with Daniel M. on the podcast, and that is we are not what we do, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's our successes or our failures or, you know, whatever, that is not who we are. That's who right. we are, our identity is in Jesus and what he's done for us. So, so those two things together, I believe, really give you the proper perspective to understand God has called you to something. And, and it's much bigger than you are. And it's going to take leaning on him and trusting in him. But at the same time, you are not your mistakes. You are That's not right. your failures. You are not your successes. Uh, you are who Jesus says you are. And right. and, and
0: just remembering those things. That's I, I think that is, we could have a whole podcast. Really on that. And, and I think it's valuable. So maybe you're not going through a time of discouragement right now or disappointment or hurt. And, uh, you know, if you're not, that's awesome. You will, because it's human nature. We're going we're to experience that in this world. But if you're not, then it's probably a great time for you to sit down and ask yourself those questions. Who, who am I and what has God called me to do? How has he gifted me? How have the experiences in my life prepared me for what I believe God's calling me to do? And I think it's more than, we, we had this conversation before we hit record. I think it's more than just, okay, i am been called to be a staff member or a, a church leader or a, or a pastor, right? More specifically, what has God called you to be and to do? This podcast exists because we believe God has given us a an even more specific calling, not just to, to pastor a local church, but to build into leaders in the local church. And so that, that this podcast is born out of that searching and praying and seeking what God has called us to do and to be. And if you are going through that time of hurt and discouragement, it may not be the perfect time for you to say, well, here's what my life calling is because those emotions drive those things. But but you're right, Andy, you need to ask yourself, how is God going to use this in the calling he has given you? Mm-hmm. Uh, Because God never wastes a hurt. Right. He never wastes a failure. And he never wastes a difficult moment in our lives. He uses it to, to refine us and to refine our calling mm-hmm. and, and the mission he's given all of us. So, and I, I appreciate you, Andy, being honest, being transparent today. And I hope that you watching and listening have really hurt our heart uh, because we have lived and are living through this. And we know you are living through these kind of things. And we hope that today's conversation has been an encouragement and, and equipped you a little bit with some, some ideas and maybe sparked some other ideas in your life uh, to, to be proactive in using the things that God has allowed or placed in your life that are difficult to really help you Fulfill His plan and purpose for your life.
1: Yeah, and I mean this this particular episode may have uh, spoken to you, and you think, "Man, I I don't know how I'm going to do what God's called me to. I don't know what my next steps are. Mm-hmm. I, I or I don't have anybody in my corner. I don't have a peer. I don't have access to." to what you talked about, reach out to us. Mm-hmm. We would be glad to pray for you. We'd be glad to help you and encourage you. We'd be glad to be in your corner uh, for you if you Absolutely. need somebody to do that. So we, uh, we, we've been there and we know how much it means to have somebody there for you. So we'd be glad. We'll, we'll include uh, some contact in our show sure. notes also. What would be a good uh,
0: email address? The best one, because it goes to both of us, is contact at churchleadershippodcast.com. Uh, probably the quickest, easiest way to, to reach out to us, send us an email and we would love to Absolutely. connect with you for sure. Absolutely. Thank you so much for uh, joining us on this week's podcast. We uh, we know you've been encouraged and equipped to to lead in local church and make disciples that make disciples. And uh, we'll see you next time.
1: Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the church leadership podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and even review our podcast on your favorite podcast listening app.